generation who's in their 40s maybe even in their 30s knows that familiar iconic commercial jingle that was the soundtrack of Toys R Us the my probably my favorite store it's the one that I had so many fond memories of my grandparents would take me my parents would take me I would take me and I would drag around my brother and my wife and all my friends like literally all of my friends I brought college buddies my co-workers everyone who's known me has probably gone at least to a Toys R Us at least one time with me so I'm really upset that Toys R Us is apparently going to be closing its doors imminently I took a tour around a few of them in my area to get a glimpse of Toys R Us before it became a ravaged wasteland so Toys R Us this episode is dedicated to you now moving on to this week's show I've got all the guys here. I always feel like there's so much more fun and just crazy conversation when when I have the whole gang here. So we've got Lonnie, we've got Lonnie, we've got Gunner, we've got Jace, we've got Javon. We're breaking down Walking Dead. We're talking about Flash. We're talking about Marvel superhero shows. Are people getting tired of them? There wasn't a lot of buzz about Jessica Jones, which was kind of weird. Uh, it just didn't seem to be the appointment TV that maybe some of the other ones have been. So I'm talking to the guys, kind of figuring, getting their take to see if the Marvel TV wing is just not as exciting as it once was. We're also talking about Tomb Raider and if the guys were excited about seeing that. Hopefully by this time, my bracket has not been destroyed. Uh, I do this every year and have just literally stopped putting too much effort into it because it literally, by most first weekends, it's a wrap. So let's see what happens this time. If you are into other tournaments in March, I'm conducting my March Bashness tournament playthrough on Lyle's Movie Files, and that is where I take all Mattel's WWE figures and have a March Madness-style tournament. So if you come over to the site, vote on the tag teams you think will win, I'll play out the uh, matches, and we'll see how it goes. It was a fun feature. Lots of people seemed to enjoy it last year, so I had more toys, and I wanted to go uh, do another tournament. So shout out to Toys R Us for providing me with some of those figures for that. That's it on my end. We're going to come back on the other side and we'll wrap this bad boy up. What up, everybody? This is Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to another episode of Lyles Movie Files. This, this episode is dedicated to Toys R Us and the last of my childhood stores that are bit the dust thanks to the almighty dollar. So uh, shout out to all the good memories and let's get this bad boy going. So, first off, Javon King, how are you today, sir? Oh, fantastic, Chief. How are you? Man, you know, I'm not even going to complain today because I'm just living a life. Uh, outside of that Toys R Us thing, that really has me blown. Chief, what's up with you, man? Uh, I, I, I guess, man, I'm, I'm trying to live the life you're living. Yeah. You sound all happy, so I, I guess I'm halfway decent, you know? Jace, how are you, man? I'm sending out an SOS. But other than that, I'm pretty good, bro. Okay. And Gunner, what's up? The whole gang is here. You close us off. How are you today? Doing great. 
I don't have a bad business. I didn't keep my bad business model like uh, Toys R Us. Stop kicking my store when it's literally down. Like, down, down. Yeah, brick and mortar when everybody's buying online. Everybody buying. Like <laughs> oh, man. Y'all are unsympathetic. That's fine. We had some news today that Spike Lee may actually be joining the comic book ranks. He is circling, checking out, figuring out if he wants to direct a Spider-Man, very, very loose Spider-Man spinoff called Nightwatch. Basically, Nightwatch was Marvel's rip-off answer to Spawn. <laughs> Take a Spawn cover next to a, Spawn, uh, to a Nightwatch cover. You will see that they look pretty much the exact same. So now Spike Lee is going to get in there and we're going to see his take possibly on a comic book film. I'm curious. I know we're going to get the spinning, rotating camera, but what could Spike Lee bring to a comic book movie? Uh, Gunner, what do you think about that, man? Well, he's going to bring the little roly thing that he always does with every character, every main character. Right. Uh, Denzel's drawn it at least three times. Uh, he's going to do the double check, the double take joint. I'm looking forward to that as usual. He's done it in every movie. Um, you know, he's branched out from the, you know, the, the social commentary movies and went into, you know, Inside Man, 25th Hour. Um, so, I, you know, I, he's grown. I've seen his evolution. I, I, I'll watch it. Good deal. And his night watch? Why not? Yeah. All right, Javon, what do you think? Um, the hard to, to piggyback that one. Uh, track shot, uh, obscure jazz artist played throughout. Um, let's see. Uh, message. Gianco, Giancarlo Esposito, Spy, uh, Sam Jackson. Let's see. Um, who else is always in a Spike Lee movie? Can't have Bill Nunn, God rest his soul. He's dead. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be Spike. I mean, I the, look. The last two Spike movies I seen were toilet paper, man. It was wipe your ass with these movies. The Sweet Blood of Jesus and what was it? Red Hook Summer. Yeah, th- those oh. were terrible. I don't, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, wow. No, don't watch that, right? No, watch 25th Hour and Inside Man. 25th I've hour seen 25th on that Hour. Side. That was on a day. That was on a day, as a matter of fact. Um, those are good movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are good movies. Um, it's just, I, I watched Spice last two. I don't know what he could do with an action movie like that. He's never really, well, 25th Hour, which was decent. It was it was pretty good. Um, but Did he do Old Boy too? I don't know. Didn't he just he do did. Old Boy? He did Old Boy. He did Old Boy with uh, his name, Josh. Yeah. Who knows? It's all right. We'll right. see. That man had some action in it, right? Yeah, it did. It was mostly a thriller. Yo, Chief, what are you thinking about Spike Lee doing a superhero movie? Uh, uh I don't know. I. It's... <sighs> I never even thought of Spike in 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 that way. Usually, you know, uh, it might be all right. Uh, I, or I'll probably be pretty pissed off if there's a message in there. Um, but uh, he, he might be pull up. I mean, if, if, especially if if it's if it's not his script. Um. I mean, directing is, is, is to me, uh, you know, I'm not a director, but it looks like, you know, you, you follow 
the the whatever way the script is going. You know, you know when you Spike Lee movie, you know he wrote it by the way the script is. It's not just his directing. You know what I mean? You can watch a Spike Lee film and 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 enjoy the the camera angles and all that good stuff that comes with directing. But sometimes his his uh what he's trying to get across just they, it loses me sometimes in transition. So uh, if it's just him directing something that's been written out for him, I'm, I'll probably be fine with it. If it's something that he's written and now he's, you know, he's, he's directing it to, it might go a little off brand. Just never know what spike you're going to get, you know? Good spike or bad spike. Yeah, and, and and there there has been plenty of both. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I and I did stay up. I did stay up for that damn sweet blood of Jesus at two a.m. And uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I, it was a vampire movie. I said, who can mess up a vampire movie? I mean, <laughs> you go in, you you know what I mean? Well, have you I seen mean, all the Twilight? <laughs> well, the Twilight. I used to consider the twilight between. You know what I mean? But the sweet blood of Jesus at 2 a.m. in the morning, damn it, that's going, that should have been good. Everybody sleep. It's a horror movie. It's Cinemax at 2 a.m. You know it's going to be a little bit of sex, some violence. You're like, you know what I mean? You're in there that gym. You're watching. You're hoping your girl don't wake up so, so you can really yeah, enjoy the good parts. And it was some garbage. I said, this, this, I stayed up for this. I'm sleepy the whole next day at work, mad. So, yeah, here we go. Anyway, that's me. Gentlemen, please continue. So, I'm wondering now, I want to be that, that guy putting that voice out there. I'm pretty sure if you went into most comic book stores today and asked them, asked, you know, just the random people there, maybe even some of the the people that actually work in the store who Nightwatch is, they give you a blank look. Is Nightwatch getting that advance hey, let's get this movie out for any reason other than it's a black hero and they can do something with it, kind of taking advantage of the buzz and hype of Black Panther. Jace, what do you think? Is this the first film of a black superhero that probably most people have never heard of that's going to get the Black Panther up? Uh, count me into the list of I've never heard of this character. Uh, I, I've been to a number of comic book shows. I've never seen a Nightwatch comic book. So you got a slight blank slate to go with, but I, I go back to our earlier discussion. Uh, you know, check the archives of uh, Lyle's Movie File podcast. That uh, I think there's some probably better Marvel superhero stories to tell than a black vampire story when everybody is going to identify Spawn with that. And there's still a chance that Spawn might come back. So, yeah, he I, is. There, there's definitely a Spawn movie coming. But I think this is this is a Sony property, so they don't have the wide array of characters. Ooh, I don't even know if be... they have Prowler because they still oh, have all the oh. rights to the Spider-Man spinoff films. So... Just, you, I was about to ask, like... You told me everything I need to know. It's a Sony property. I'm good. Bye-bye. 
God, are you less enthused now too, man? Oh, no, I was going to ask, and I did a fresh Google, and I was like, oh, it's Sony, and then you said it right then and there. I was like, yep, and I'm right. There. So this is going to be a crapstickle. So, <laughs> wait, you still, you're not signed on with the Venom trailer of I was about to say exactly that. I was like, first of all, I'm already throwing Venom in the trash already. Now I got another one to throw in this pile. I got to, I got to recycle or something. I don't know. This compost. <laughs> yeah, it's compost more so. Exactly. No old bar throwing in the landfill. Yeah, I, I, you so know, I know they got to try fun. to make their money out there because Marvel is just making a hand over fist. But I don't know if this is the character to do it with. I'm just, and, you know, no. we saw. Okay. Yeah, we saw uh, Donald Glover, and he was playing the character who is the Prowler in Marvel Comics, and he's one of the few black superheroes in the Spider-Man universe, and I, I don't know how that Sony-Marvel deal works, if they had to share characters or what, but I guess he's one that Sony won't have a lot of access to. I think he'd be a lot more interesting, because he's more of a Batman kind of character. Maybe they'd go with Cardiac as another black character, but these guys are real real D-list characters that most people don't know about. And I don't know how exciting they can make a movie with these guys. With Blade, oh, he's a guy who kills vampires. He's a part He's part vampire, but he goes around, slices heads off, and shoots them with his silver bullets. Okay, I'd watch that movie. Prowler, Cardiac, and Nightwatch, eh, tougher sell. And especially now we've got, like, the pinnacle of black superhero movies with Black Panther. I don't want the well getting diluted so quickly with these lower tier characters that we don't get, you know, those, the, the John Stewart movie. We don't get a cyborg movie mm-hmm. chief and we don't get a storm movie, you know, and it's not like there's so many, but I think what Marvel and to a lesser extent, DC are both doing now. They're looking at the, they're looking to create characters who they can incorporate into their TV or movie universe. So that's why you're starting to see a greater push for Captain Marvel when they were like, hey, we're going to make her one of our big movie stars going forward. They immediately upped her presence in the comic books where it was like, whoa, everywhere you turn, Captain Marvel was everywhere. She was fighting against Iron Man in Civil War II. And she's been placed as this prominent character. So when people go see the movie next year, they're going to see a whole slew of Captain Marvel comic books they can get as well. And I think like maybe somebody like Night Thrasher, the leader of the New Warriors, would be a good character for them to kind of make it that next level where people don't know a lot about him. But they could build a superhero team around like him and the New Warriors because they're... They're pretty fresh. They had started to do a TV show on Freeform, which was very little to do with the actual comic book. But I think they their their property because it's a group, it's a comic book based around teens who aren't old enough to join the Avengers. It's basically Marvel's equivalent of the Teen Titans, but it was really great. It was one of the the good '90s books that came out for Marvel. Definitely one thing that they could put out there, and it features a prominent black guy as the leader, which is something I don't know if we'll ever see in these these comic book movies. So that's something for them to consider. Just throwing it out there for you guys, Marvel. Now, that brings me to my next question. So last Thursday, to kick off as part of International Women's Day, Jessica Jones Season 2 debuted on Netflix. And unlike most 
Netflix Marvel shows, there wasn't a lot of buzz. Like, I completely forgot it opened. It started so you could binge on Thursday, not Friday like normal. And I checked my Twitter timeline. I didn't see a lot of activity. Nobody on Facebook was buzzing about it. It was just kind of dead. And I've I've gone through the first 10 out of 13 episodes now. And it's just not the same amount of interest. Like, The Punisher seemed to have a lot of people talking. But Jessica Jones is just, I don't know, maybe like the buzz, the interest is kind of dead. Has Marvel Netflix kind of reached that point of no return? Is it just a thing where, okay, I'll just get to it whenever. It's not the immediate, I've got to see it before somebody spoils it kind of thing. Have you guys watched Jessica Jones yet? And if not, why? Uh, Let's see. Jace, let's start with you. Okay. I've been watching, I think I'm on episode maybe four or five. This one, it actually seems to be more captivating than the first season because the first season was, it was like, okay, we know you have a bad guy and what? Why haven't you taken certain actions? But this this one seems like it's, it, it's like, okay, there, there are a couple of subplots that weren't resolved in the first season that could, could, could be worth exploring a little further. Now, release, going back to what you said about the release date, I know last year it was, or when they initially did it, it was released like during the NCAA tournament. But I think there wasn't, as many Marvel, great Marvel properties out. So it's like, you still got folks like on Black Panther. And it's, it's just like, like you said, there's just not that buzz on Jessica Jones. Like, and from what your review is there, like kind of some episodes are really good. And then some are like, oh, that's probably the wrong time to have a kind of a low episode. And then if that's the last thing you do that night, you're like, oh, y'all yeah, pick it back up, you know, a couple of days later. And then, something else comes on all the other tv shows are on until uh basketball starts and then you're like yeah I, i'll pick it up later again so yeah. it's yeah, i i just I, I mean it's just it's it's sudden it, it might not it might mean just going back from what i'm saying it it seems like you're you're cleaning up like it's like an epilogue of season one versus like a whole new dynamic season. You have to watch every episode like really quickly because like you said, everybody, somebody's going to spoil it. Like, Oh wow. Did you see so-and-so came back? You're like, Oh, this is really important. But I think this would actually play out a lot better outside of the Netflix model. Like if this was over 13 weeks, I think it would flow a lot better. But when you can watch episode to episode and it's, I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of episodes where I wanted to hit that continue. I didn't want to go next. Next episode in five, four, three, two. I'm like, eh, okay. I mean, it's if it'll keep going, yeah. But I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I gotta get to that next episode. Uh, Chief, have you watched Jessica Jones season one or two? And if not, are you interested in this one at all? I've seen both seasons. I watched, I watched uh, the first one, and then I've, I finished this one here. Okay. So. so yeah, I've, I've watched them both. Uh, actually, I thought this this season was better than the first season. I thought it Me. it did well. I thought it did much better in terms of giving her more to do. Like the first season was just we got to stop Kilgrave. You can stop Kilgrave by killing him, ripping out his tongue, or putting some metal prison on his, or metal gate lock 
around his mouth so he can't say anything and you're not doing any of these things why are you wasting 10 more episodes when you could have finished him off so much earlier this one i thought was much better paced go ahead no, I'm just saying that, it, but it also gave you, uh, like, the character background. Like, you kind of find out why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I think the uh, the way she is, her attitude would have wore thin mm-hmm. uh, had they not done what they did with this second season. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's got that... that, that I, you, you know she's she's got problems, mm-hmm. and um, you know um, to me the character with problems and and, and an attitude they, it wears quickly on me, mm-hmm. um, especially when you don't get to the root of that. Right. And uh, this one was more of a this one was more of a uh, a fact finding soul searching season where you you learned a lot about. Actually, pretty much uh, all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of they kind of went in in the greater detail and pretty much all the characters, and you you found out a lot of them why they are the way they are. Um, and it, and it, you know it was just it, it had some nice surprises. I actually you know uh, you, you found out how devious some were. You know, just it was kind of mm-hmm. it, it, it was actually a good season. Okay. A good season. I, I can't. Um, so you enjoy yeah. it. All right. Now, which character surprised you the most? And I don't, you don't need to spoil it, but which one were, was as everything those episodes progressed? Were you like, "Wow, I can't believe they're doing this," or "Why are they doing this?" Uh, the uh, I know her name, but I can't think of it now. But Carrie Ann Moss's character. Oh, Hogarth. The the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like her arc? She this surprised. Season? She. Her and um, uh, Jessica Jones' sister. Those are the two that surprised me the most uh, this season. Yeah, Trish. Yeah, because you wouldn't uh, think that uh, uh, butter yeah. melted in Trish's mouth. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah. So okay, so you liked it. Now, Gunner, have you watched yeah. it? If so, why haven't you? I have not watched it because. <clears throat> Let's be clear, man. Jessica Jones has never really been a real draw if you're talking about female superheroes. Real talk, superheroes in general. But if I'm going to watch female superhero, I'd rather watch the She-Hulk, honestly. But did I enjoy season one? Hell yeah. Do I? Did I read some of her comments back then, back in the day? Of course. But I'm always like, yeah, I can always get to Jessica Jones. Shoot, I watched that joint slowly, even the first era. Mm-hmm. And it was a slow crawl. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there is preventing people from watching Jessica Jones again. Um, I think they did the right thing in releasing hers first, after the first one, after the Defenders and after Punisher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Out of all the Defenders, hers right. first because in Defenders she was the most. To me, she was she was one of the most like the love characters in the Defenders because it's like, oh, we miss Jessica. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's cool. True to form, true to character, perfect. So yeah, I, I think that was a good idea that they did that first. But am I am I gonna watch it? Of course. I just I just I wasn't as enthused to go see it like Punisher or like Daredevil two or even Luke Cage or Luke Cage two. You know what I mean? Or season two, which comes soon. Um. So yeah, I, I'm just not thrilled. She's not a super draw either. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just thinking just pure superhero, you know, her powers are kind of, okay, super strength, cool, you jump high, awesome. But, you know, her the development and the, and the, 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 the mind screwing up, you know, screwing up your mind type mind bending stuff. You know, the twists and turns of the plot, that's what I'm looking for. And right now I'm like, eh, hopefully it won't drag. Plus, a lot of the reviews I'm seeing, they're also not giving me hope. They're like, it's not Iron Fist, but I'm like, <laughs> great, that's not a, that's a low bar, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm mad at the post. Um, so I'm just like, ah, eh, I'll get to it. <laughs> right. It's very different than than anything they've done with the Marvel Netflix. And this was the first season of Jessica Jones then since they've only had two, but this one had all female directors and if I am correct, all female writers, which definitely affected the story not affected, but it was you could see the influence because one of the main focuses of her season is something I read a lot about that women writers want to incorporate more based on their experiences. And as a dude, I can't get as invested in that story, uh, which didn't make it bad. It was just I wasn't as gripped and uh, engaged as I was watching Luke Cage, where a lot of those subplots, a lot of those themes were things that as a black man I could relate way more to that maybe some dude in Connecticut couldn't. So I think it's interesting that Netflix is trying to cater to different demographics in their Marvel universe, and that may not always be you know what's what works for everybody. When they've got so many different options. I think Daredevil applies for everyone, so that's the catch-all. But they've got these other ones, and hey, more power to them for catering to different niches and different genres that people want to, that not everybody's going to care about, but enough people do that they're entertained and enjoy it. Javon, are you... Sorry. Yep. What was the uh, themes that uh, the directors... uh, Without spoiling for me, because I'm going to finish. It's going what, to spoil. What, what were the? It's going to spoil. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, they really covered a abuse, effective abuse last season. Um, so I, I automatically thought it was a, and they kind of overdid that theme. Um, towards the end again, I was just like, uh, I thought Jessica. Okay, whatever. But you know, they they went in on abuse and. and all kinds of different types of abuse, emotional, sexual, everything. So, you know, I thought that was, you know, I thought that was female influence there. I guess it was not. So I'm curious to see what it is now. What else are they going to talk about? That's really Jessica Jones' stick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, Oops. as a character from uh-huh. the day I know, you know, that's, that's her thing. So what else are they going towards? I'm curious now. It's, now I'm curious. Right? Yeah. So last season, I thought that, one thing that was great about it was how progressive and ahead of the curve it was with addressing uh, dudes abusing women in different levels. And so it was way ahead of Me Too. Long before Time's Up and Me Too, you had Jessica Jones season one, where it was like speaking for people who weren't speaking at the time. This season, one of the themes is kind of like, hey, we're part of Time's Up and Me Too, and I don't feel like it was as as effective because it's like, yeah, Jessica Jones already laid that out the first season, and this time I feel like it's more of 
of trying to be like, yeah, we recognize Time's Up and Me Too. And, and you know, I just felt like they'd really done an excellent job of that the first season. And this time, I just feel like they're following the trend instead of setting it. Javon, what have you watched this? And do you want to? As the only uh, penis in this household, I have watched it a little too much. And I've tried to be invested in it, but it's just, it's Lilith Fair, man. It is way too much estrogen. And you can tell that these are stories for women by women. Jessica Jones is a, a, a Marvel movie written and produced by Lifetime. It, 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 I'm serious. It, I understand what's going on. I understand what you're trying to do, but you just, I, with, with you saying that it was written and directed by women exclusively, it made a lot of sense. That made a ton of sense when I was watching because it's okay. More of the me too. And it's like, all right, we get it. We understand, but do not beat us over the head with this. Tell a story, tell a story that's kind of broad and, 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 and has range not just okay. This is uh, this is a, a a sixty minute ad for Times Up or Me Too. That's what these episodes feel like, and it's a slog to watch it. And I'm not just saying that as a man. I'm just saying that period. It's a slog to watch message, and you're being beat over the head with it. I don't care what the message is. It becomes monotonous if you're going ten episodes in, and we're getting beaten the head with the same thing. So I'm. I kind of just faded back. I wasn't really into it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, you know, it's not because Jessica Jones is a female uh, action character, um, a Marvel character. It's got nothing to do with it. It's just, it's kind of boring. It's just kind of boring to me. If Marvel wants to make a standoff or a, a female driven action hero um, Netflix series or something like that, I know that. The the X Men have been exclusive to the um, <clears throat> movie realm, but I would love to see a standalone with Rogue. You don't have to do a movie; you could do a series with Rogue, like her backstory, her her origin story. I think that like you did, you got three terrible Wolverine movies. Give me two or three seasons of Rogue of her backstory. You can give me that. <laughs> I think but I feel like we need Captain Marvel first, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, there you go. I really like yeah, that. Thought. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, I love Rogue. I think she's a great character. I think that she would warrant a movie, but I don't know how mm-hmm. far Marvel or Fox can go splitting off the X-Men characters into their separate movies. I think the draw for the X-Men is that they're a team, they're a group, and unlike the Avengers who kind of come together occasionally, the X-Men are on that we're all we got kind of thing. So we're not going to (laughs) go hanging out and doing this thing on our own. I mean, you know, we got your Wolverine deal, but but he's a loner. That's his stick. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, uh, Rogue had her backstory. Gambit has his backstory. It could be done. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah, I mean, they could. They don't want to do that, man. Yeah. No, they're not going to do it. I know, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, that was good talk on that one. So here, here, we're going to continue this female theme here. This weekend, Tomb Raider opens. And right now, it is, like, critics are pretty much split right down the middle with it. Half hate it, half (laughs) thought it was pretty good. 
I will let you guess which side I am on with this one. But do you guys have any interest in seeing this Tomb Raider uh, reboot? Let's see. I do. All right, Gunner, why? Uh, I like to see what they did with it. I mean, I feel like they left off when they did the first one with, uh, whatchamacallit? I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her Angelina name. Angelina Jolie. Terrible. Thank you. <laughs> Angelina <laughs> I feel like they left off like a promising franchise by just not trying. You know, the first one was great, right? So, I don't know. I- I'm looking forward to seeing how they rebooted this one. It's kind of, to me, this one's kind of like a Batman, right? It's like, okay, let's just start over. Let's see what Chris Nolan's going to do. I'm curious to see what this one's about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they're following the the video game. I love a lot closer instead of being a little more little more creative, you know what I mean? Like, they, there's, there's more of a thick plot about her, not just her mission to find her dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like that evolution of, of, of what they're trying to do with Tomb Raider. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, where you are, if, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say you like it. Okay. Chief, how about you, man? Are you excited about a Tomb Raider movie? No. Why is that? Oh, I was done, Jeff. I didn't do yeah, that. Just my <laughs> no. I, I didn't. I have no interest in a Tomb Raider movie. Um, it, it, it doesn't. It, I, I, I mean, you know, usually I, I'm with Gunner 100%. I didn't really like the first one. Um, and and that was with Angelina Jolie. And, I, you know, I used to love me some Angelina Jolie. That's the only reason why I saw it. I didn't go to the movies to see it. I saw it when it came on cable. This one, I'm, I'm, like, is it is Laura Croft really that big? I mean, is it me or is is is, is this something that people want? Is, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a Laura Croft conversation with any of you. Not since At the nineties. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, this, like, I, I mean, we've talked, I know I've talked angels, demons, monsters, we've talked cars, we've talked gadgets, we've talked about a lot of things. You know what I mean? We've talked about nothing, like a Seinfeld episode at times. And not one of those talks ever did Tomb Raider come into play. No one, I mean, who wants to see Tomb Raider? Who wants to see Tomb Raider? Honestly. I mean, really? I mean, what? No. No one. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be home. You know? I'm, uh, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go see it. That's I'll let Gunnar tell next. me how it was. <laughs> All right, Jace, how about you? Are you going to see it? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see it. Uh, I will look and see your, your reviews as it is worth uh, spending some money on. <laughs> but I, I, I'll I'll go back to kind of but Lonnie's argument. Well, I mean, Tomb Raider seems like an easy video game property to make. Like it's a female, an attractive female James Bond. I mean, I don't know about all the sex and all that, but. It should be very easy. It's like have her go all to these exotic places. She's a treasure hunter. I mean, you get 
I mean, it's not, I'm sorry, take it back. It's not James Bond. It's a female Indiana Jones. It's just like you could make, uh, oh gosh, uh, Uncharted into a great movie. You should be able to make an action game movie with a female lead pretty good. I mean, you just need a kind of decent story. Don't go try and go angly on the meaning of everything. And it should work. I'm going to have to, of course, I'm going to wait till just review to tell me if it is, if it does work. And or I can save my 20 bucks and watch uh, Justice League on Friday or Saturday. There you go. All and right. You can catch the review on Lyle's Movie Files. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. That that was good work, fellas. Excellent Hello. job. All right, Javon, what's your take on it? No. No, I'm, I'm with Chief. I'm with everybody. No. Because, look, like he just covered, if this were 1996 and I was still playing the PlayStation 1 and they said Laura Croft movie, oh, fantastic. Great. I'll check that out. But I was 16 then. I'm 37 now, and I I don't care. I, nobody's played Tomb Raider in, in 20 years. <laughs> Angelina Jolie had hers. You know, she did her t- two movies, and I thought that was going to be pretty much that. It's not like a big resurrection for Tomb Raider right now. It's it's on nobody's list of top games for 2018. Um, I'm pretty sure the young actress in it does a great job, and maybe it's a good story. I don't know, but I, who who cares? That's like uh, I don't know, man. If, if making the Adventures of Bayou Billy game, uh, movie right now, who who cares? I'd actually watch a Bayou Billy game. Because movie, I, would, I never bought. I never beat that game. That thing was insane. So I'd like to see somebody yeah, uh, get through it. Hard. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, terrible and terribly hard. So yeah, I, I without spoiling it, I thought Alicia Vikander did an excellent job. I am looking forward to seeing what they do in a sequel. Yeah, I think uh, that's nice and vague. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> That's very polite. That's very polite. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's vague. No, it's it's vague because of, of my my feelings about the movie, which I'm I'll be writing soon. But yeah, so that was that. We got those out the way. Let's go on to TV. Uh, I know we're still going through everything, still trying to catch up. But Chief, we've been trying to get you on the Black Lightning. You're you're now caught up. So let's just get your overall take on Black Lightning. Have you enjoyed it? Do you not like it? Were we totally off base thinking you may enjoy it? Take it away. It was it was uh it was a good uh it was a decent show. Um it's like the uh the G version of uh Luke Cage in a way. It's mm-hmm. urban, gritty, yeah. um and uh I, I you know, I enjoy it. Um my my complaints about Black Lightning are few. Um, and, um, I'm curious to, like, I, I didn't, I didn't catch last night's episode, but I'm curious to see how, uh, you know, his daughter responds to the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I you know, I didn't want to see it at first. I, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. A, uh, maybe it was the suit that threw me off. Mm-hmm. It just, it, something about it just looked kind of hoity-toity. It was kind of this. Yeah. Yeah, it was just that. So I was like, ah, another one of these joints. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, but uh, so I started. You know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the beach or whatever. I'm like, well, and it's funny when you're sitting on the beach. You're like, I got nothing to do. So I said, well, let me check this thing out. 
put on the first episode, I was like, okay, it was decent. Then, you know, uh, I, I was hoping the drug dealer lived a little longer, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just the way the direction is going, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, uh, Jill Scott, uh, when she appeared, I was like, okay, you know. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see where secrets, because it seems like a lot of secrets are, are, are going to be coming out soon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, 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 the development, the continual development of the characters. So, um, yeah, but uh, Black Lightning, go Black Lightning. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, Gunner, have you been keeping up with it? What do you think of it so far? Um, I did miss my uh, um, uh, Tuesday's episode, but yeah, I've, I've watched up until that point. Um, I rewatched them with my mother-in-law this weekend, who was like, "Melvin, have you, have you, have have you watched this Black Lightning show?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> um, she's like, Unfortunately, she watched like episode seven and then went back, so she was oh. confused. I was just like, "Oh, oh, I already saw that." I'm like, "Yeah." So you know that person's dead. That person's dead. That person's dead. <laughs> he does. But you still enjoyed it, right? You watched oh, it. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, man, I'm I'm down. Like yeah, I do have a similar complaint about the costume that I kept to myself. I'm like, well, I guess you know that's 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 what you gotta deal with. But I was hoping to see you know the old costume from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I I like that costume. And I think that's, I mean, the whole gimmick with what he was doing, he wore that disco outfit because he wanted to not, he wanted to be so different from how he looked in his secret identity. And I thought you saw his daughter do something like that. And I like that. And it's like, well, if you're really going to go with the secret identity, you should go as ridiculously over the top. So people don't know who you (laughs) are. I mean, throwing on some glasses and, you know, combing your hair back isn't much of a secret identity but plopping on an afro and walking around with your chest out i mean dude no one's gonna know the school teacher's that guy so and i don't right. i don't like his iron man suit. yeah exactly yeah the suit, they're, they're trying to do too much with the, the hover thing yeah uh, man it's like yeah. let him be black lightning no. he didn't need to be iron man you've already got adam to play an iron man in your dc universe which i don't like right. anyway but yeah but you nobody likes adam anyway because, you know, he's on that show of the, all the throwaway characters. Anyways, so I wanted to touch on that one point that, you know, with the enemy, what is his name, the uh, drug dealer? Well, the main Tobias. Uh, Tobias is great. <laughs> no, you're talking Tobias about Latavius? Yeah, 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 he's dead. I don't care about him. I'm talking about Tobias. Lala. But, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Lala's dead. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. But um, he, was just like, he was just an annoying character. I was just like, dude, stop, stop whining. Tobias is more of an in-depth character that we're used to seeing on TV now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my goodness, they went in on the backstories and everything. I thought yeah. that was great. Um, he was just like, and even he talked about the costume. He's like, you know, the brother wearing an Earth, Wind, and Fire costume. Right, like, right. I love that line. <laughs> Why did they get away from yeah, that? Like, like, I want to see that outfit. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the super suit, man. But, you know, yeah. I'm curious to see where they go with it. You know, uh, I like, oh. Last thing I also like, I wasn't sure where they were gonna go with Gamby <clears throat> because I thought don't, I don't like, spoil it, don't spoil it, because I know some of y'all haven't cut up there, but yeah. But oh, I was glad that they added that in there. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, so they're really keeping true to form. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I I think they've done a really good job with it. I think of the CW shows, it's been the one that's been the most consistent 
Like I think everyone has been kind of up and down this season, but that one has been smooth sailing. Like you can watch it and it's like, okay, they're not going to insult your intelligence. You're not going to feel stupid. Like they think you're stupid and try to get one by you. It's like, okay, that all makes sense. And you can agree with it, but at least it makes sense. Now, some of these other shows, I've been having some problems with what they think makes sense. Uh, so I think we're a swing over to, to one of one of those shows. The Flash. Jace, you watched this last night. With You watched it last night. I watched it later yeah. last night. But so this is an episode that had a lot of buzz early on. Uh, Candace Patton posted that she was going to be in a suit. She's going to have powers for an episode. And, and we kind of got a sense of what her powers are going to be with the episode titled Run, Iris Run. And... I really thought it was cool. I didn't quite understand why she had purple lightning, but okay. It was cool. It was a nice little effect. Um, I liked her little moment in the spotlight and getting a chance to be the hero. The only problem I had with it was how in the world of all the characters who call her out for not being out in the front lines with everybody else, how is it that Ralph, I'm going to sit behind the desk and munch on some snacks gonna call her out and be like hey you don't do anything what was that this dude's done nothing but but isn't that how everything is though the biggest coward has the loudest mouth like uh i never seen you do anything like that's how it always is like uh i'm gonna hide out in in, in the bunker for the two weeks until anybody doesn't till till you guys figure out a solution but the person actually leading well you should have done something more yeah, I'm like, what? That, that's, I mean, I mean, that's just basically like a typical tech, tech today's politics. Like, it's always the person with the loudest mouth that's done jack nothing. Like, so that that made perfect sense to me. Yeah, he really did nothing. Uh, and he kept me annoyed every time he showed up on the screen. I feel like they've been trying to make him happen all season. And this episode just pretty much sealed it that I'm always going to find him the annoying character who is a waste of time every time he pops up on the screen. He needs to have, like, the straight Wally treatment going forward if they don't kill him off. It's like he can't be a, he's, he can't be part of the team going forward. It's like he's literally just, like, unless they just completely have to redeem him later on in the, in the season, it's just like you throw him in every five or six episodes. Like, I mean, you should have more Jesse Quick episodes than you do Ralph Big, big whatever, Ralph running around being non-detective being scared of his own shadow so like yeah he, he's yeah you don't need to keep him around no absolutely. makes you miss Mal- Malfoy Malfoy hey, was Malfoy fine was good. Yeah. that's what I'm saying makes you miss Malfoy yeah so what, what's your take on, on uh, Ralph Chief uh stupid character stupid looking guy um it's just uh, it's stupid powers. This is stupid. Like of all the comic book people, this stupid power, stupid. This is a, a, a plastic, flat, Reed Richards, fake Reed Richards. Ah, <laughs> uh, one came first. One came first. You see, one came first. Classic man. It was. But couldn't he have been a better was, character though? I mean. Listen. If he was a better character, he he was like not even like family man 
detective, but it's like he actually was a detective and didn't try and be another person at comic relief. He would be. It would be more tolerable. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's a stupid. It's a stupid character. It's, it's out of all the people, or and this is why maybe DC failed because out of all the DC characters you could have chose to promote and bring on the show to enhance the show, this is where you go. Well, who can we bring? Oh man, you know the guy in the back who never says nothing. Uh, you know what? You know who's gonna bring fire to the show? A guy like Plastic Man. <laughs> oh, the woman rough. Oh, you killing it, son. That's it. Plastic Man. That's it. That's what the show needs. Out of all the heroes, I wasn't even thinking Plastic Man. And look at you, thinking outside the box. Yep, Plastic Man. That's going to set fire to the show. And then, you know what also do? Make him a complete idiot. Oh, and everybody around him super smart, so that he's just sitting there looking dumb most of the episodes. Ah, oh. ah. Oh. You know what else would be fire? First, we'll perm out Kid Flash's hair, and then we'll get rid of him. Ah, oh, word be. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's what that's where we're going with this. Yeah. Oh man! They've had a revolving door of non-sidekicks. It's like they had Firestorm, Kid Flash, and then it's just like and now Robin's like Jesse Quick. It's it's like all right, make one or one or two of them stick, and I should utilize them. Like and you're forgetting Jay too. Not, I'm, well, I'm, Jay at least had a, another part, but it, it's also like going back is like. Uh, you 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 they they went through two firestorms in this in in five seasons. Like now they did season they, four. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, like this exactly. next season, no more no secondary characters. This is your main piece. Like it's, it's, it's starting to make him so angry. He's thinking there's more seasons than it's not. <laughs> but you know who he does have? <laughs> we could always look forward to watching Vibe. That's an excellent character. Everyone loves Vibe. I totally forgot Jesse's there, too. Yeah. Yeah, man. The, the only I, character that I actually halfway enjoyed is Frost. Yeah. And they, they made her so There's a lot of silence for No, I mean, they've made her so lame this season. Last year, she was giving everybody the blues. They couldn't deal with her. She was just so powerful. Now, she gets stopped by the dumbest supervillain. And it's like, dude, come on. She didn't get dumb all overnight. She's still just as capable. If you want to take her out so Ralph gets his chance to shine, make make the bad guy more formidable. But don't dumb down Caitlyn just so Ralph can shine. He's impossible to shine up because he's just a goofy dude and he's unlikable and I still don't understand why anybody at Star Labs keeps him around in the first place. <sighs> so that, that's my take on that. So now it's time for everybody to, to get in on here. Or maybe not everybody. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, like, don't, dealing with this last episode, it's like what the heck is the point? I mean, it's like, okay, now you have this new character who can swap DNA with anybody. It's like, how the hell did Clifford DeVoe find this guy first? 
Exactly. He's the first right. dude he should have gotten. He's like, oh, this guy right. can take everybody else who's a problem, their power, and transfer them directly to me. Why wouldn't he have just grabbed him and taken him on his Professor X hover chair and just just rolled up on everybody at the bank? He didn't even have to kill him. He could have gone on the same right. bus that everybody went on and just got all their powers. No, no. And also, here's the other thing. He can do. He doesn't need metas. He literally can do it to anybody. So this is literally the ideal guy to get. Like, if if you're running out of DNA because, you know, the powers are draining too much, you can go to a complete jabroni and literally get all, get the things you want. I mean, like, you you can be the football player. You can be the freaking president. What the heck am I? Oh, well, I, I don't know who this third person is, but I'm sure I'll figure out who it is when my intelligence comes up. Like, no. Like, that, is, that, that part of the story is just dropping me it's like come on like the most powerful person i don't even know who it is come on yeah it's really bad i think their their episodes are proving to be too long i think if they were taken down to 13 episodes you'd have a lot less filler and they'd be just be more streamlined and they wouldn't have to make the characters either the heroes or the villains dumb just so they can make the story keep going because it's like man DeVoe, if he was really that smart, he would have gone after the dude who could read people's minds and the dude who could take people's powers. He wouldn't need Becky's good luck dealer. He wouldn't need the Fiddler's sonic power. I mean, those are so... It's like, there's no point to those powers when they're two super, superpowers. It's like, if he has a, a dish, a bowl of superpowers to grab, he went for the lame ones first. Or he went for one superpower, and then he grabbed a bunch of other cool abilities that are nice to have. And I still don't understand why he needs Ralph at all. I mean, what, what power does Ralph offer that's better than reading minds or taking powers? It's just stupid. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You're really making me want to watch this show. <laughs> you know, it, it, no, the first two seasons, you'll be fine. Like, and I like the I like the third season. Like this one, the the problem with Flash this season, I mean, like, and actually the whole part is, it's like the way the reason why I actually like Supernatural is like you can tell when the episode starts if it's kind of a not main storyline episode. So if you want to skip it, no problem. Like this is where the rogues or some of those like this is where a, a person a, like a meta like the fiddler. Well, you don't even just like a bank robber. Some reason. That you were like, oh, okay, this is not about the main story. So I could skip it if I want to, not trying to tie it into the main story where you have to make it so Ralph is important. It's like, you mostly like, okay, if I could look at the highlights, this looks like a Ralph focused episode. Skip. Like, so if you could, if they just started doing that next season, like, hey, let's have them just deal with some, like, guys who could be part of the Rose Gallery not make a metas, but literally just part of the Rose Gallery, then you could, and then fill up up an episode, you'd be fine. I mean, it would, it would, be, it would work a lot better. I agree. Yeah, they, this season is... is and it's funny, because last week was so good, and this week is like, oh, man, what are y'all doing? Get this together. So, Sounds like a welcome dude. But the episode wasn't bad. I mean, I guess as much as I'm talking about, it's like, the episode wasn't bad. It was just like, it was heavy on Ralph, like him, him talking crap when it's like you've done nothing, and but the inter, the character interactions were good. I mean, I, I guess that's the other thing. It's like the character interactions were good, but it was just 
the dude who's doing nothing has the biggest mouth, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah, and he always has the biggest mouth. All right, let, let's move on because Javon, I know, is chomping to chomping. Why do I always do that? It's my segue for The Walking Dead. Javon, you and I watched The Walking Dead this past week, and I want to get so Chief's expert opinion on the previous week. But uh, so let, let me hear from Chief right now because he he watched the episode where the garbage junk crappy characters all met the blender <laughs> and chief and i were talking about it earlier so i want to hear chief's insight on this so y'all can hear it too so chief what do you think about walking dead last week man so i, I think where we started off was was that it was another episode man where just things that shouldn't happen have happened now our, when jeff and i were talking earlier our whole thing was this so you got guns. It's 70 of you. 50 people also walk in with guns. Those 50 people tell you, hey, you crossed us, give us your gun. Right? <laughs> they hand over the gun. <laughs> they hand over the gun. And so, you know, as we see, they turn on them, they shoot all the stages, right? So we were saying, right. well, Instead of letting figures in, yeah, you didn't set a booby trap for them. You just came in, handed your guns over. Hell, when they were getting shot, if you don't even, I don't know if you even noticed, none of them really ran. They all kind of stood there and got shot. (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, it's just like, you got the high ground. Listen, listen. You could have gone like, I've been shot. We can kill y'all. Right. I've been shot at, and I'm I've been you, shot at. Every Your time I've been shot at, run. right? Every time I've been shot at and didn't have a gun, I ran. And every time I've been shot at and did have a gun, I got for cover. So those are the two things. If you're getting shot at and you don't have a gun, you usually run. I don't care who you are. So these guys are standing there; they're getting shot at. So then she makes a booby trap. So now. Your people are turning into zombies. You don't leave the place. Instead of not leaving the place, you set a booby trap for whoever is going to come into the place while you sit Chief, there. I do you want, and then you Chief, ask, I do you want better. You put on a nightgown instead of booby <laughs> trap. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Please hey, you, hey, you are absolutely correct. So then you set a booby trap. Then... You ask the people who come and spring the booby trap to get you out, although you could have left before any of them turned into walkers. So I'm watching this here in amazement. I'm like, really? So the writers didn't catch any of this. They just, you know what? This is a good product. We're going to put this out to the people. I, you know, and uh, I, yeah, I, I don't understand it myself, fellas. I just, I'm a fan of the show, but some episodes, man, they kill me. And and I'm sure there's plenty of other things that I didn't say that you guys have picked out. But I, I'm like, come on, you sort of send them get shot, set a trap for who comes, then try to leave with those people. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. It's what Walking yeah. Dead has become. The Walking Dead is 
like I said, they're collapsing under the weight of their own success. They don't know where to go with anything anymore. And like you pointed out, all of those things, common. this is common sense stuff. This is not, we're not talking about uh, 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 super intelligent writing. It's just, okay, if we're going to do this, let's not do that, okay? It's like, all right, if he's going to get punched on the right side of his face, don't have him fall in the opposite direction. You know what I mean? Don't have him fall in the same direction. No, it, this is just things we're not doing right. As as the writers of The Walking Dead, when did Jada's have the time to have a wardrobe change? When did she have time to slip into something more comfortable? You know what? All of my people are dead. It's been a hard day. I'm gonna slip on this <laughs> nightgown, get myself look with a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine. I'm gonna finish up this ugly blue painting, and I'm gonna grab some applesauce out of the safe. <laughs> okay, wasn't she wearing? No, wasn't she wearing that actually underneath her little? Why did she like, take some of the things she was? I don't understand why well, you take off armor when everybody's gonna chop your arm. I mean, like I'm Jason, taking the whole time I, I'm running around in arms, but you know. Well, Jason, I, you know, dumb. honestly, like you said, the whole time you're running around in armor, and that's that's what logical thinking would tell you to do, right? But for some reason, they decided the best. The best wardrobe choice for Jadis at this point, when they're well, when her her whole uh, group has been zombified, is to wear a nightie and sit on a heap and wait for Rick and and Michonne to show up. And what is Rick's fascination with these goddamn people? They screwed you twice, you dummy. The dream is dead. Hey, they, they're, they're, they're not your friend. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Where, where were the dead when they first walked in? Before they fully committed to the inside and the trap fell, where were the dead? Why did the dead only come out after the trap fell? Like, they were, like they were in hiding? They were in hiding? They weren't cued yet. They weren't cued yet. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure that out. But chief, you know, but chief, you know what though? That's a that's a problem that this show has. They try to create false drama, like like false uh, uh, harrowing situations by ignoring all logic. If these if these zombies are running rampant, which I would assume, first things first, like you said, when the hell did Jadis have time to make a trap, and for what? What's the trap? Who is the trap for? Yeah. Who is this trap for? You gonna walk in here knowing there's a bunch of uh, 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 undead walking around in here? Really? I mean, who was that trap for? One. Why are you still here? There was just a lot wrong, and I think they have. I think the writers, man, have just said, you know what? We don't have much to. We won't have any. We're not thinking no more. We're on cruise control totally. We're on cruise control yeah. totally. But again, this is, I was saying like a while ago, I was like, what's the resolution of this show? Like, is it Jason, you got me, bro. a cure? Is it all of your heroes die and we, we got, we, we're treated to our own version of Logan? Like, if it's just everybody sits around trying to survive, it's like, we're going to hit this point where it's like, what, what am I doing here? It's like, I'm, I'm eight. 
Jason, you know you touched on something, right? You just said all my heroes die, right? There are no heroes left on this show. Carl was, at this stage, Carl was kind of like the only hero because he had a moral compass. Michonne? And he was strong with it. Michonne's not even a hero because she does dumb shit. She does dumb. The moment you do dumb shit, yeah, and you well, start putting people in danger. Carl did the dumbest thing. Hey, their walkers come in. Why don't I get up and shoot them? No, I'll try to stab them. Oh, shoot. He bit me. Come on, man. That was well, dumb. that was dumb. Yeah, that, was, that was dumb. That was dumb. No lie. But his, but his decision like didn't endanger anyone but him. That decision didn't endanger anyone but him. Right? Michonne decides Carl used to stand on that thing that's burning. Now that this community has been napalmed to shit, I'm going to go with a fire extinguisher and try to put that out. Dude, Rick, was dumb. Oh, Rick let's go. First, first stupid right mistake was the week ago <laughs> when she goes into the, what was that, in the warehouse? Ooh, look at yep. this tennis ball. I'll go follow that. <laughs> oh, oh. Are you a cold retriever? Right. <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all are losing me, man. And you know what, dogs? My my biggest problem is, look, we at this stage, I'm eight years in. I said this to wifey when we were watching that shit. I was like, I cannot walk away yet because I will feel as cheated by this show as I felt by The Sopranos, by Lost, the I'm way I lost. felt cheated. Yeah. We'll we're talk about TV shows. I'm gonna, I'm we're gonna talk off. Say again? We're, we're defending TV shows. I'm going to... Let's not do that. Let's not. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's everything on the TV front. Um, I mean, on this episode of Walking Dead, Javon, what we have, man, we had a bunch of talk. And I felt like this episode, because I loved last week because I hated the Junkers. So I was happy yeah. they all got chewed and devoured up. But this Me episode... Too. I, I was kind of like, I felt like at the end of it, it was some movement, and it took this episode to get there, but I didn't necessarily like how it got there. Like, Tara, like how you mentioned dumb characters, I don't know mm-hmm. what Tara was doing. I'm going to go after this guy who's helping us get through so we can get back to the hilltop just because he killed my girlfriend of two minutes. Like, she didn't have this deep oh. love for, for Denise. And it's like, come on. That can't be her sole motivating factor. And then Daryl throws oh. a temper tantrum. Ah, you didn't get him? Or why'd you let him get away? It's, oh, that, that whole Jeff, thing was, was bad. Jeff, I just isn't say Darryl, this last isn't thing. Daryl the tracker? Like, why did He's you the track tracker him? that couldn't. Hey, man, Daryl couldn't coach a line to eat meat. Period. So, my thing, Jeff, like you just said, and like I said before, characters who are still around on this show whose storylines ended a long time ago, and we're looking at that with Tara, because we didn't give that much of a damn about you, let alone your girlfriend. When that arrow went through her eye, I didn't even bat an eyelash. I just said, oh. No, okay, so she, she did a super stupid thing. I'm going to talk real loud. <laughs> her death was no, one no, of no, my no. kids. You had that one coming, because you're stupid. You had that coming. <laughs> no, no. Go, go back a little further. Like, who the hell lets their only doctor run around on this some crew. mission just this to prove yourself? Like, well, dude, dude, dude. Hell? no, dude, no. There's no, another no. doctor coming around the corner. Every episode, hey, hey, I'm a doctor. I have doctor skills. What? Oh, I guess what? we don't need the other. Where's the one? Where's yeah, the one? Rick just cut the head off our last doctor and our and our intern <laughs> nurse here. 
our nurse's aide in. Yeah, we're gonna send her out on a mission to gather supplies with the uh with the with the with the loner with bangs and the bow and arrow. Come on, man, stop. Stop. In terror. We know what happened. Like, really? You know what happened? Ralph told her she wasn't out on the front line. There you go. Good hey, good hey, when I have to pull a bullet or arrow from you, let me know if I don't do anything. Like that was it's like <laughs> you you just literally need to put some of these people in a plastic bubble and literally say, do not move. Like, hey, you new doctor, you are not leaving out of here. We're putting you in bubble wrap so you can't get bit by a mysterious zombie. Like, no, just sit down and sh- Dude, I'm serious. Hey, I'm, I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to say about that stupid show. This is the last thing I'm going to say about that stupid episode. Father Gabriel's tears after they killed the doctor <laughs> from the... Oh, my God. I, hey, I was in I was in tears laughing at that. <laughs> and, and and Eugene summed it up perfect. I had a purpose. Yeah, this is it. Sword bullets, dummy. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. But what was the doctor doing? There are three dudes with guns. I'm gonna get this guy, and I'm gonna turn the tide. Who does that? <laughs> You're not Optimus Prime, dude. You're not gonna run off dudes on your own. It's just not happening. Man, he was—he was really on his Steven Seagal. I don't know why he figured that was gonna happen. I don't know why. Like, but oh yeah, that's Lord, enough of Walking Dead. All right, all right, that's it for this one. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. This was my probably my favorite episode that we recorded so far. It was a lot of fun. And this is just that was just the first half of this conversation. The second half I'll post up uh, probably Monday or Wednesday just to keep the ball rolling. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy March Madness. Hope everybody decides to come on over and check out March Bashness and uh, keep that flavor in your ear. Shout out to Craig Mack. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. <laughs>